Hello and welcome to Metro Health's Prescription for Hope. I'm John Campanelli. Mother Teresa, now Saint Teresa of Calcutta, once said that the most terrible poverty is loneliness. The coronavirus has forced all of us into isolation, but most of us have friends and family, either in our homes or just a call or video chat away. But not everyone. To help stop the spread of COVID-19, Metro Health and other hospitals have prohibited all visitors, with just very few exceptions. So imagine for a moment that you've been in an accident, fallen seriously ill, or couldn't postpone an important surgery. You've been admitted to the hospital at one of the most vulnerable moments in your life, and a friend or family member can't be by your side. Now imagine that you're not fortunate enough to own a smartphone or that your illness or injury prevents you from holding a device. Now you are suffering the most terrible poverty. You are completely alone. Well, not completely. You do have Rochelle. Okay, my name is Rochelle Cannon. I've been at Metro for nine years, and I'm a medical practice assistant, and I'm in the flow pool. If these were normal times, Rochelle would be working at locations throughout the system helping patients check in for appointments, bringing them back to see the doctor, checking their blood pressure, weight, and temperature. But these aren't normal times. Because so many elective procedures have been postponed and so many other appointments have turned into telehealth visits, Rochelle and other medical assistants find themselves with some extra capacity. Some have been assigned to help screen patients and visitors entering buildings. Others are helping contact patients about those new telehealth visits. And some, like Rochelle, have volunteered for a special assignment. Hi, how are you all? Good, how are you? I'm good. We're with um, patient experience. I'm back. I'm here to... Um, it's early Friday afternoon, and Rochelle is on the seventh floor of Metro Health Medical Center. She's holding an iPad. On the screen is Linda, who's waiting to visit, virtually visit, her son Danny, who isn't able to hold the device on his own. Knock, knock. Hi. Hello. How are you? This is Danny's mom. And so we're here, we're from the um, patient experience. So we're here, we do, can we come every day to video chat so she can video chat with um, Danny, okay? Okay. All mama. right. Hello. There you How's go. He How's he eating today? He's eating okay. He does have fish and mashed potatoes. You know what? You might do better with a spoon. Okay. Pork. Okay. Metro Health's Office of Patient Experience created what they are calling the Compassionate Care Rounding Program a couple weeks ago, when the system's Prentice Skilled Nursing Center stopped allowing visitors. The program went system-wide soon after. Rochelle and the other Compassionate Care Rounders get a list of patients at the beginning of their shift. Then they make the rounds, squirting hand-sanitizing foam on their hands before entering every room. For much of the time, they use the Zoom app to facilitate video chats between patients and their families. And everybody want to know if their their family member is okay. Are they being treated right? You know, so people can tell a lot just from visual. You know, so um, it's great for the 
patient, uh, the patient's family. Now the patient, on the other hand, like uh, we had a patient that uh, can't talk or, you know, he can't talk, he can't hold the phone. And he, his family, he was talking with his family. He seen his nephew and he smiled. Oh my God, it just melted my heart because that's part of healing. Seeing your family is a part of healing. So I think it's a great, great idea. And I think we should continue even after, um, after the uh, outbreak because it's important. Most people don't have, you know, everybody don't have a phone. Everybody don't have money for a phone. It's not just video chats. The compassionate care rounders are there to provide the personal connection. So sometimes they'll sit with the patient, have a conversation, or just listen. They carry backpacks with books and puzzles, and sometimes family members will send a letter or email and ask that it be read out loud for a patient who might not be able to hold a piece of paper or have a conversation. I'm Rochelle, I'm from the Patient Experience, and we have your sister who wrote you a letter. Would you like for me to read it for you? All right, it says, this is the lovely email that I promised to you. Um, I miss your face so much. I am thinking of you every day. I wish so badly that I could be next to you, holding your hand. This stupid coronavirus has got everything all messed up. I want you to know that I would be right next to your bed if the hospital would let me in. But when this virus is over and travel and visitors are allowed, you bet your butt I will be making my way to you, no matter where you are or what's happening. And you have to keep fighting. You have to keep going, no matter how hard or impossible things seem. You is my best friend and I got your back. I love you and I will see you soon. So you also, just a few minutes ago, read a letter to a patient. Yeah. Uh, how did that go and what, what, did you th what do you think it meant to the family and to the patient? Well, to the patient, I, she, she was laughing, you know, then she kind of got a little sad and then she perked back up when uh, uh, her sister started talking about how she can't wait to see her face. And uh, I, th I think she enjoyed that. She enjoyed that. She really did. And I, I think that's awesome that even the letters, this was the first day for a letter to be read. I didn't even know that they did that. But I, I think that's awesome also. Because as we've seen, the patient couldn't even hold the paper to, to read it. And for someone to read it, is awesome. Shona Gorant is director of patient experience. She oversees the Compassionate Care Rounders program. And so far, the reviews have been off the charts. Oh my goodness. Um, we've had a lot of tears. <laughs> we've had a lot of tears on our patients. We've had tears with the families. We've had our own tears in knowing um, that they're able to see their family members and communicate with them. We've had patients, we have patients who are nonverbal. And so you might think, oh, well then why would they need this? But it allows their family members to communicate with them um, and share what they're experiencing. And sometimes, you know, the physical cues and so forth that the patients are providing back to the family members that they know that they're hearing them. It just um, makes all the difference in the world in terms of being able to communicate. Um, just a lot of really positive stories now we're hearing from families where this has really made a difference 
because I can't imagine having a loved one in a, in a hospital in a new condition and, and not being able to see that they're okay and not being able to talk to them in some different, some different way. So it really is making a difference. And for us as well, it's making a huge difference for us in terms of how we interact with our patients and um, the joy that we're also receiving in the process of giving to them as well. Right now, because of the extra isolation needed, the Rounders are not visiting COVID-19 patients. But Shona says that could change. One thing that isn't going to change, even after the coronavirus crisis, is the technology that caregivers have embraced, whether it's telehealth or video virtual visits. I think we're going to carry the best of what we've learned through this process forward with us. We've built the infrastructure and we'll be able to carry through the best part of that. And what is Rochelle going to carry through all of this? It's all going to stick with me. It really is. It is truly um, life-changing. It really is. And, and, and it makes you humble. I think it, it makes me add more compassion that we already are, but I think it makes you even really go for the gusto to be more more and more compassionate with people and understanding, you know, because we never know where we'll be at, where we'll end up at, and who's going to be by your bedside. Visitors play a big role, like I said before, in a patient's healing. It's important to see your family. It's important for someone to pray for you. It's important for someone to kiss you on the forehead. You know, no matter what they're going through, I encourage people to, to come into your family, to call them, to talk to them outside the hospital and inside the hospital. It's very important. That's part of healing. That's part of life. With us being apart from each other like we have to because of the outbreak, you know, call and talk with family members is very important every day. Everybody needs to know that they're loved. We'll be back soon with more episodes. Until then, wash your hands or foam in and out of every room. And be kind. Thanks for listening.